Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome once again to Snowbound, the Blizzard Podcast, brought to you by Ready Check Radio. It is Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That means we're doing the show live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, head on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O. And in the upper right, click on all those socials, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, all of it. Follow, notify, sub, talk to your friends, get them to come so that we keep doing the shows. It's a lot of fun, and we hope you enjoy it, too. Uh, but uh, if you get a chance, there's no better way to watch than live. We've got chat ready to go, already timing Zista out uh, whenever he does get into the chat. Now, I should warn you, all three of us hosts are in and out of storms right now. So if the show just abruptly ends, it just abruptly ends. Not much I can do about that. But joining me to go over all the Blizzard news, whether it's Warcraft, uh, Overwatch, Hearthstone, or more, Mr. Dom Greco, a.k.a. Zista. What's up, sir? So uh, would you say that we are the, the heroes of the storm? I I don't want to do this show anymore, guys. No achievement for you has done nothing noteworthy this week. One point. How do you how do you get one point? I, I don't know. How do you get one achievement but, point for doing nothing? But what's kind of ironic is I got an achievement for not getting an achievement. So I did I get an achievement? I don't know. I do see chat in the background there are we are we playing yeah. bc no no this, <laughs> this is definitely live it's very empty if it, if it was classic you know you'd probably see a little more action going on also on the line willing to play burning crusade classic angela mercurio aka indy how are you indy hello i would think that instead of the heroes of the storm we might be the avengers both really amazing games After the show, I'll be talking to chat and auditioning two new hosts for Snowbound. So even more incentive for you to come and watch the show. Oh, my God. He swapped his background to that stupid image. Yes. <laughs> we are on point today. Mother Nature being a bee right now. Yeah, being a bee here, too. So apologies. Can't do much there, but recording locally. So we, we got that going. We got that. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and start off with uh, World of Warcraft <laughs> news. <laughs> Elf's leaving chat now. Time for me to leave. It's over. This is over. Uh, we do know quite a bit, uh, <laughs> quite a bit more about 9.1, including some stuff we had previously speculated on. Now we do know, or we did know, that we were going to get flying relatively early in 9.1 so that we could fly through the Shadowlands, at least through the, the core zones that we have now. But now we know uh, basically exactly when we will be flying due to a post on the Blizzo site itself. So to get flying, we're going to have to get Renown level 44, which if everything holds the way it did through the first four levels, that means Indy will be flying in the second week 
after the 9.1 launch. We'll hit 41.42 the first week and 43.44 the second. We will also have to finish the Covenant campaign through the 12th chapter, uh, a quest called The Last Sigil. Um, and yeah, that's that's great, right? I mean, nice and early, we'll be able to do extra anima farming, world quests become easier, like all the, the stuff that gets good and easier to do when you can fly, boom, two weeks in. I don't think anybody's going to be complaining about that, particularly since there is no Pathfinder-type achievement to go with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's definitely much overdue. It'll make like doing world quests a lot less painful, but right now, like at this point in the game, we're just at this point of like stasis where I log in and then I instant regret and then I just log off because I don't want to just do dailies. I don't want to yeah. farm anima. Yeah. It is annoying. But I mean, it comes, but it'll get better. it comes just in time for, you know, a new zone that we probably don't have flying in. No. In fact, we don't. Um, no. The One of the... Where was it here? I know it was worded in a very particular way. I don't remember. You know, the, the new zone in which oh, we're going to probably is, be spending this, most of our time in. This is the other thing I wanted to bring up, too. Upon completing a quest contained within the last Sigil storyline, you'll be rewarded with Memories of Sunless Skies. This consumable item allows all characters on your account to purchase the riding skill needed to fly within the four main Shadowland zones. So we won't be taking flight in the new zone right away, uh, Azista. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's a typical pattern. You see that all the time. That happened, you know, with uh, the the island back in Burning Burning Crusade, the Sunwell Plateau. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you it's kind of been a trend there. ever since. No, I know. To this day, to this day, you can't, there... you can't fly on Throne of Thunder, Isle of Thunder, whatever. You know, like you can't anything that they add in the patch. They don't let us fly in. That's they yep. give us flying, and then it's like, well, you can fly, but you're gonna spend all your time in the zone you Where can't you fly, can't fly. <laughs> yeah well and that sentence does have another little odd thing in it that i'm not quite sure how to take so maybe you guys can uh, help me here this consumable item allows all characters on your account to purchase the riding skill needed to fly within the four main shadow lands indy we've got the word purchase there mm -hmm. this consumable item allows you to purchase so is this an anima purchase? Is uh, is this a uh, Stygia purchase? Is it gold and and you know just like previous trainings and shit back in the day? Like, what? Wait a minute. What do I need to farm up to purchase this? And how much of it do I need so that I'm already ready? <laughs> I mean, think back to cold weather flying and how you could give that to your alts. Like that was just gold. So right. Well, they're saying that the consumable item the memories of the sunless skies allows all characters on the account to then purchase the riding skill. So it's so a, are you saying that that currency is the, what you have to farm? No, you get a quest reward called memories of the sunless skies. You consume oh, that item. And now every character on your account is able to purchase the riding skill. But with the word purchase there, mm -hmm. How do these? How do the characters do it? Is it just going to be gold? Cool, fine. I don't think anybody's going to have too Probably. much of a problem. Is it Stygia? Is it Anima? Is it you know? I don't know. Neon one, Cluster Fox. One million, you know, whatever the hell. One million gold. One million <laughs> gold. 
I would assume it's going to be gold at the flight trainer, just like you can pick up your max rank, you know, right from your flight master. Is this, are you thinking the same thing, or are we looking at some type it, of other potential currency form? It'll probably be gold. I mean, I, I think all the other previous ones have been gold. Like, you yeah. you look at Pandaria, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, the mist riding or whatever that was called. I don't, I don't remember, but, you know, like... Uh, fro frozen weather flying, like all that was gold. So I don't see why this wouldn't be gold. <laughs> Barrett uh, says it would be in the WoW store. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Oh, I would love to hear the revolt. Go over unlock, that. do this quest, get an item, and then it unlocks an item for purchase in the cash shop. Oh my god! The only the only way I actually would be okay with that is if it was like also purchasable in the game, and they if. They wanted to just do that, save you like whatever couple thousand gold, and you wanted to throw a couple bucks at it. Like that's the only way I'd be okay with that. But I don't. I don't see, see now. I cover like an awful lot of free-to-play games over on MMO Bomb, right? Uh, that's all we cover over there is is free-to-play mm -hmm. gaming. And I have a problem with the argument that you just gave. Generally well, speaking, yeah, okay, fine. You you have that whole well, I could get it in game or I could buy it in the cash shop. But then generally, in, in a lot of cases, what that ends up meaning is that the grind to obtain said item in the game is made more unbearable than it would be under normal circumstances to then entice the purchase. Now, I'm not implying right. that Blizz will be doing that in this case. It's not going to be in the cash shop. It's a joke from Baron. We'll have to purchase it in game. <laughs> We're just talking about what will the currency be. But I right. do, but Blizz, you know, does tread that line with their cash shop sometimes of, well, you could do this in game or you could take a little longer to do this in game or you could speed things up in the cash shop. And I think that's a dangerous little tightrope. Or you could to walk spend $70 to get one mount right. in, in a game that's been out for 20 years. Right. Particularly with a sub based game, too. You have, you know, it's a little less egregious, even if you do the same thing in a free-to-play game, than if you are also claiming a sub on top of it. But anyway, uh, we also will get a flying mount at Renown 45, so that'll happen in week three. As long as you keep up with everything, the Night Fae will get Majestic Wolf Serpents, the Necro Lords will get Corpse Flies, the Venthyr will get a newly awakened Stoneborn, and uh, Kyrian players will get the Elysian Aquilon. Clearly, we've got the best. Yeah, we absolutely have the best, right? The Awakened Stoneborn. I, I say that, but the Trials of a Nathrian Raider mount is ugly as sin. And that's that's pretty <laughs> Venthyr. That's, that's pretty <laughs> Venthyr. And it's ugly as sin. So I like free mounts, though. Yeah. Free mounts are always good. Free mounts, free mounts. We also have new info on the Mythic Plus infos for Season 2, Zista. Now, I think this is kind of interesting. Indy already kind of cringing. Hmm, interesting. I didn't think Indy would, would cringe at this. But let's take a look at uh, what we've got here with the new Tormented affix. How's this going to work, Zista? Um, the, this, ha like, you get, they put in, like, little mini bosses throughout the, the Mythic Plus that are optional, you don't have to do them, but everyone that you kill will give you like an anima power. And uh, if you leave them all up or leave some of them up, the boss, the end boss gets a little beefier uh, at the end. But if you kill all the little optional bosses, you get beefier by the end, so. 
Indy, you've already cringed, but before we get to maybe why, uh, the four different auras that these lieutenants, that's what they're calling them, these lieutenants hold, and there's four yeah. in each thing. One is a 50% movement speed reduction. One is damage over time. Uh, you get a, dam a dot put on you. One is 50% reduced healing, and one is 50% increased physical damage taken. So these aren't exactly little fly-by-nights you won't know that they're happening to you debuffs. They, they won't just make em. the boss a little harder. It, no. You actually, in, in most cases, if you're not like high-end and you're running a 13, 14, 15, 16 in that area, you're going to have to pretty much take out these lieutenants. It's not really yeah. optional. And yeah, you do get, for taking each one out, you do get some type of anima power to, as a reward. Now, mm -hmm. these are not, from all the testing so far, these are not RNG-based. They are dedicated. Uh, so you will always get this selection of uh, anima powers to choose from that are unique per boss, but they're locked per boss. They're not, they're not RNG. Mm -hmm. So right. could you imagine, like, and I think maybe you're cringing because, you know, tormented, stacked with something else could really make things... These guys don't count for percentage completion either. So when you're trying to time a key, mm -hmm. this is something you've never had to take into account before as far as getting to them, the time to kill them, and then still timing your key. Now, is this is this in place of prideful? Yes. Yes. So it's not like that bad. You have no choice but to kill the pridefuls. They give you a very temporary buff. And so in, in killing these mini bosses, you're going to get an anima power that I understanding would persist through the dungeon. Correct. Right? Correct. Correct. So this is probably preferable in a way. Yeah, and the, the ones we're showing I... on the screen to give you an idea are while above 75 or 70% 70 health, your haste or critical strike is increased by 8%, highest stat mm -hmm. is chosen. While in combat, if there are five or more enemies within 10 yards, the skull releases a wave of shadow inflicting X damage every five seconds to those five enemies. Uh, and your versatility is increased by 3%. Upon entering combat, your damage taken is reduced by 40% for three seconds. So those are the kind of scale of the buffs you can expect. Right. Actually, that bulwark would be really nice for tanks that like to do the really big pulls. Um, but that's not why I was a little cringy. Like, if you guys saw my stream earlier today, I literally started out with World of Warcraft. I've got a couple more keys to do for Keystone Master. And... I can't find a group to save my life because I'll queue up with a 219 like eye level priest with a decent, you know, IO and everybody's telling me that I'm getting turned down although it feels like it feels like such rejection when you queue up for these groups and you feel like you deserve a spot in these groups because you're well capable and they just let your invite sit there and it ticks down until it just times out and it's like it's such a horrible feeling, but they're telling me that because I'm not like the meta right now, that's why I'm getting looked over. Uh, so I just, uh, I, I will say know. that in testing that I've seen for these fights, I think calling them mini bosses system might be a little generous. Um, they refer to them in the, the post as lieutenants. Uh, yeah. And, and oh. mini bosses, I think, is a bit generous because they're, they do not look anywhere near as challenging or time consuming as what we might generally consider to be a mini boss. Uh, they, they kind of remind me of that 
one or two random pools in a dungeon where there's, hey, we really got to watch out for that specific mark. Let's take care of that mm -hmm. one first. Maybe a little more on that power level to, to a little bit higher. Again, I haven't tested this myself. That's just watching some people test them. They didn't look like, you know, they were a huge factor on time. They one or two were a little further out of the way than maybe a normal clear to get the timing uh, is going to cause you to go. Uh, should be interesting. I actually really like this, though. And I, Onion Knight in chat doesn't. Indy's kind of feeling mad about it. Zista will get to you in a second. But I kind of like this. <laughs> and you're going you're gonna to think I'm dumb. Why? Um, it reminds me of a Final Fantasy fourteen fight. <laughs> No. <laughs> so in turn two of the original Binding Coil Bahamut raid, there was a, a module that you had to fight, at the, and, but you had to fight three different mini modules on the way to it. However, mm -hmm. throughout the entire thing, there were six mini modules, so you could pick the three that you fought uh, and get down to the final guy and take him out. Whichever ones you did not pick and beat, the boss got whatever buff or ability that the three remaining that were alive had. So this was like, wow, that feels really freaking familiar. You know, do we want to go in and be a little slower uh, and have our speed reduced uh, instead of having to fight all four of these? Okay, well, let's go take out these three lieutenants so that Indy isn't, you know, 50% healing ability, basically. So this kind of reminded me of that. I have fond memories of that fight. So I'm kind of looking forward to trying this out. But there is the concern of, how how bad or how much of a factor when you get to 15, 16, 17, and, and higher, what does it do to your time? And it doesn't count for percentage, so it's a kill that just took nothing from you, Zista, except time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely interested in this I because I, I want to see at starting at, like, 10 keys for the people who regularly do 15, 10, you know, 17, 20s, whatever. Like, I want to see those people just go in and ignore them and just see what happens like at that last boss see how powerful see if they can get through it i think at a level 10 they probably could but i want to see how far people could push it by not killing the lieutenants that that to me is actually gonna, more interesting there absolutely than, will than, be achievements based yeah. on that i feel like i hope so i mean there has I, to I, be. I i'd like some but i don't i don't think there has to be but i would like some could you imagine like going into a 15 indie with half speed having a dot having half healing and at fifty percent increased physical damage. <laughs> so my concern is, are the orders of the removal for these going to be the same? Like I would prioritize reduced healing. I mean, fifty percent reduced healing is sick. Yeah. And now, well, it does I tell you absorb. which one is which, yeah. right? Yeah, so, so you you will know. If you don't want to get that 50% less healing, then you're going to want to take out Executioner Varuth every time immediately. So maybe as a Disc Priest, I might actually be not looked over as much in this case because of Absorbs over healing. Yeah. Unless, unless it affects Absorbs too, which would really suck. I mean, I want to just, come on. I feel like the last, the last one chosen on the team... You, you were picked last for, for dodgeball. <laughs> for dodgeball. I mean, yes. <laughs> Guys, I can't even get my Keystone Master done because I'm not the meta. I I love this. as I, I love it better Indy. than Prideful. And so right there, it's like, yeah, sure, I'm all for it. Indy, you can always go Shadow. 
I can't though. <laughs> I mean, you can. And you, you know can. what? I'll tell you, you what. You I'll can. go shadow. The same way that I can go rogue. tank. No, but I, I'll I'm go not shadow. The same way you, you can go rogue. rogue. Yeah. But but I'm not complaining about it. Well, no, you of should. course <laughs> not. You should. <laughs> okay, let me start complaining then. I'm looking um, forward to it. I like it better than Prideful, and so therefore it's already a plus one in my book. It's mm -hmm. interesting. It's interesting Prideful's for sure. Prideful's annoying. I don't. I not... just don't. I I don't want it to be a thing where fifty percent reduced healing persists through the whole dungeon. No, no, it doesn't. Damage over time. No, no, no. It's, it's those it's those debuffs on, on the final boss only. So if you don't kill these lieutenants, when you get to the final boss, oh. you will have 50% less healing. So it's just making so that last they, boss okay, fight I'm more stupid. challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so stupid. I thought, see, could you imagine? Now, how would you feel about it if these things were persistent through the whole dungeon? Like, Oh, say, to me, then they become not optional. You have to take them. Yeah. You have you know to, how in unless your you're just screwing around on low, low number keys. You know how in your favorite dungeon, Torghast, where if you don't kill the, the, the big dudes, you get these debuffs that persist. Yeah. That's what I thought. No, 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 no. These just make the last <laughs> boss more challenging. You'll get those debuffs or okay. that dot or that whatever uh, during the last boss fight. There's my That's why it reminds me of turn two of Binding Coil, because it was only the last boss that was impacted by the three nodes that you left up along the way. I I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. And then six weeks in, we'll be complaining that it's annoying uh, because yeah. that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, speaking of, Zista, you got a little bit of a wish uh, granted, according to Blizz, in Torghast. So we talked before about Zista not liking, you know, speed running and now the whole new star ranking system coming to Torghast, taking that into account, speed and what might that turn things into and how Blizzard was trying to balance it, right? And speed is important, but you can still get four stars without running it ultra fast or doing speed runs. But that really didn't say anything uh, for the empowered mechanic, which was kind of like, a, you know, it, it, the faster you move, the more you do in a faster or smaller amount of time, the meter fills up, the meter fills up, and you can be empowered, you can get streaks and be on fire and the mm -hmm. special bar fill up. Well, there, there's going to be a change to that, uh, according to a blue post that says, uh, developers note, we want to thank everyone for taking the time to provide feedback on the updates to Torghast. The team has been reading through and iterating the design based on your feedback. A specific change that we've made focuses around the common feedback that the empowered bar creates a feeling of time pressure that was negatively impacting the play style of Torghast. We've addressed this by changing the mechanic, and we'd love to hear your thoughts after trying out these three changes. The empowered bar is now more like a special meter than a streak or on fire bar, and is filled by performing actions that earn score, and no longer decays over time or with deaths. Two, once you meet a certain threshold on the empowered bar, an extra action button appears that you can use to become empowered, you will remain empowered for a duration based on the amount of the bar that was filled. And three, empowered provides a number of combat bonuses that can be increased or added at the box of many things. Also, all actions while empowered contribute to a score bonus at the end of the run. So Zista, we haven't even seen 9.1 come out. And honestly, I'm pretty sure I view this as a good change before mm -hmm. it's even come out, I'm very happy that it's not a change implemented later. 
in response to launch. And I figured when I read this, I was like, this has to be right up your alley, right up your alley. Yeah. No, I love, it's like it's like building up your your smash ultimate to save uh, for later, you know. Uh, that's that's like fine. It. If Twitch is labeled, it was labeled correctly, but we had to restart Streamlabs, so Streamlabs probably retained the old title. We'll live. We'll live. Can we empower the title? We'll live. We're fine. We're fine. I fixed it. I fixed it. Oh, you got it already? <laughs> that, that's what I was doing when you just said my name and asked me a question. I was trying it to fix says, it. Snowbound. <laughs> <laughs> now it just says snowbound. <laughs> but I ultimately good fix for you because uh, you want didn't want this to turn yeah. into speed running and. Even though no. the points might not have mattered as far as speed running, this definitely did encourage move it, move it, move it. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. I, I like to be able to go at my own pace. If I want to go fast, like I want that to be my my choice, not my uh, focus. You know. Indy, what you think? You a fan? Sure. Wait, wait, sure. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was very distracted sure. with. Twitch chat through that whole discussion. I was wrapped up in Twitch chat a little bit because it was so funny. And I had to just, you know, ring that shame bell because the title was said Final Fantasy. Um, the title was correct. It's okay. We just talked it's, about Final Fantasy yeah. in the last little segment. Absolutely. We're covered. We it's have fine. A Final Fantasy reference. So therefore. We're going to talk about it again. In fact, Yoshi P in an interview oh, with no. PC Games this week. <laughs> Are we? Yes. Yeah, fine. You don't want to give your opinion on Torghast? Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> we'll see what you have to say about Torghast when it launches. <laughs> I'm going to do it, though. I think Zista and I are the only ones who don't mind Torghast. I don't even know what Torghast is. I just read the show notes. We're going to drag you in there. I don't know. I, I literally know. had to drag him last time. He's I don't like, know what yeah, Torghast is. I'll doing. grab and I'm like, one Mike. of his arms and you grab the other arm. They're and like, this is I'm how like, you get a legendary. And I'm like, guess I don't get a legendary. <laughs> so I go, I go, Mike, let me know. Let me know when you're available to do it. He goes, all right, I'll let you know. Never hear from him. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, Mike, no. get on. We're doing Torghast. And he's like, all right. I had to actually like force him. I, I couldn't leave it to like yep. go by oh, his schedule. No. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not that bad. We do still have to do mythic keys though. I do want to do that to get that stupid please. achievement. Can we please? Yeah, wait the three of us, we can go. Let's do it. At Let's do it right, right now. We can get two more. We can get two Let's more. Let's go right now. Um, we know what are we people. waiting for? Like, we know you some guys, players, right? We got a tank, we got me. a healer. The deeps, they're easy. Just we'll grab Elf and Emmy and just go. We'll clear a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking about uh, Yoshi P, did have an interview with PC Games this week. That was not a joke. Indy's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, we're going to talk a lot more about this full interview because there's a lot of good stuff in it on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern when we do the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy Square Enix podcast. Plug, 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 Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. But mm -hmm. I did want to bring one piece of the interview to this particular show. Um, and it was this question, and I thought this was tremendous. They asked uh, to Yoshi P saying, you've mentioned before that when redesigning Final Fantasy XIV, you looked to World of Warcraft as an example of a successful MMO. What aspects of WoW, the WoW model did you end up bringing to Final Fantasy XIV? And this was the blunt starting answer. If there was no World of Warcraft, which is a game we look to as a great mentor of sorts and respect deeply, Final Fantasy XIV's strong recovery just wouldn't have been possible. 
The original Final Fantasy XIV was a failure of unprecedented proportions, and I was entrusted with the duty of salvaging it. When taking the lead to relaunch a failed project, I don't think you can afford to have the type of game you'd like to create in mind as your motivation, but I was playing WoW and used that as a form of study. I deployed what I learned through the various teams, and together we used that in development. We really didn't have the luxury of bringing our own likes and dislikes. The main thing that was I wanted to be the game to be more story-driven MMORPG. There was a strong influence from Final Fantasy XI behind us, but with this being a Final Fantasy game, a strong story was naturally a must. That decision wasn't due to my personal tastes, but because of the titles standing in the Final Fantasy series. Pretty strong words there. If there was no World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy's strong recovery just wouldn't have been possible, Indy. Yeah, I mean... Just because I don't play Final Fantasy, there's a reason I don't. Like, it definitely has interested me once or twice, but I can't get into two MMOs. Have you I heard about that. the critically acclaimed MMORPG that now has a free trial up through its first expansion, Heaven's I, Word, yeah. Unlimited, being able to play through level 60? I have, actually. Awesome. It's funny you should are you mention talking, that. Are you talking about EverQuest? Yes, yes. Can, can I just say I've tried? I've tried two MMOs. Star Wars The Old Republic and World of Warcraft at the same time. It well, that was your problem. With... You picked two shitty MMOs. Stop it now. I did not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love both of those. For God's sake, you, you know I love both of those. Stop. Anyway, so, go ahead. So, no, I, I, there's, I have no, everybody teases me about Final Fantasy. Just because I don't play doesn't mean that I don't respect that as an MMO. Like, I would probably be playing it if World of Warcraft didn't exist. Right. But that said, I do think that, you know, having other MMOs and other genres to, I guess, look up to or to use as a, I, I'm sure that they inspire one another in certain ways. I'm sure that there's like some similarities that you can see. I haven't played Final Fantasy, but I think that it's it's absolutely awesome to say nice things about, you know, games that don't belong to you as being the reason yeah you're doing well yeah I mean, and zista they asked him as a like a follow-up how much do you still look at competitors for inspiration like okay fine mm -hmm. back then that's what you had to do but how much do you look at them now final fantasy is successful it's eight nine years later uh and yoshi p says i'm always keeping an eye on world of warcraft diablo and overwatch but that's because i'm a blizzard fanboy Everyone Aww. over at Blizzard has been really kind to us. They've invited me to the their, visit their studio on three or so occasions now. When I went in 2018, the main team joined me in a discussion about development and operations. They're all so considerate, and I respect them deeply. There was much I learned from them, and I made sure to be completely frank when answering whatever questions they had for me. It was really a joy to learn that there are so many warriors of light in the World of Warcraft team. As you can imagine, I'm not solely focused on WoW. I also check the basic systems of MMORPGs launching around the world. I even have staff in charge of compiling information about them and reporting that to me. However, 14 has always carved its own path. We sometimes worry about what direction to take a, in a few years' time. We have plans, but it goes without saying that the details of what we're considering are all top secret. So still keeping his eyes on Azeroth. Still keeping his eyes yep. on Azeroth. 
No, it's re- it's really interesting, and I love I love when companies go and and give credit to things that have inspired them and stuff like that, or, or partnerships and, and stuff. Because like I don't know, like I'm sure you're you're versed with what Microsoft and stuff has been doing lately, and all their little interviews and stuff, any video chats that there's a Nintendo Switch sitting on the shelf behind them, and it's like that. It's really, it's purposely put there. There's no reason. It's been in multiple ones now. It's like you know, there, there's definitely they're they're. They're bedfellows. They're in, they're they're in bed with each other. They got to compete with Sony, you know. I so think I think we want to. I think what I, and that's been a while. But he, he, Phil Spencer has like teased a bunch of things in his background. Yeah, and the latest but, of which is like Kojima Productions insignias and mm-hmm. figures, and yeah, the Nintendo Switch. I want to see Game Pass on Switch, but that's a separate issue. Yeah. Right. Um, but let me ask you, Mike, as somebody who's played both of them, yeah. uh, did, do you see the influences of WoW in those games? Like, did you play I the do. Fi- uh, Final Fantasy before it? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was bad? 100%. I mean, so yeah. if you look behind me, you'll see right, well, it's a little out of shot, but right there is the actual collector's edition from the 1.0 release of mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen. This is the authenticator that came with that collector's edition. It's still my authenticator to that to, to uh, today. So yes, and honestly, <laughs> I played Final Fantasy XI for years, from launch day on the PS2 in the United States, through the Xbox 360, through the the PSC uh, PC version of it, you know, all the way uh, uh, up. And when 14 was announced, all I wanted at that time was World of Warcraft in a Final Fantasy skin. That's it. Like Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 11 is so different. If you have never played it, there's just not an adequate way to describe it besides let me stream it and we'll talk about it. It was very menu driven. It was very you know, it was a product of its time and it's still something I dabble in today to this day. When 14 came out, I had started playing WoW uh and I was like, "You know what? This is sweet, man." Now, Final Fantasy XIV, a new MMO? Sweet. Just give me Final Fantasy XI, except wrap it into World of Warcraft systems. That's it. That's all I wanted out of that game. And it was awful. It was awful. (laughs) It was horrendous. It was horrendous. Then, A Realm Reborn launches, and what do I get? World of Warcraft wrapped in a Final Fantasy skin. Like, you can absolutely... Now, it has deviated from that to a great degree in, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, they're still right. very similar, many expansions later. But if you, indie picked it up right now and you were playing mm-hmm. the original A Realm Reborn content from when the game recovered, you would, I would think, go, this feels exactly like WoW, maybe a little smoother in some regards because the systems are newer than they were in WoW, mm-hmm. um, except I just, I'm in a different world. I mean, that's how, yes, you can absolutely feel the inspiration. The vibe, though, it doesn't, like, I, I can't, it, it feels like, a, it, did I tell you guys this last time we were talking about Final Fantasy? It feels like a slot machine. It feels like a video slot, like that. It's got that vibe. Uh, how so? Yeah. I, I don't think I get what you're... Just the cutesy, super bright, super, like, I watch people Splashy. play it. Yeah. yeah, it's very. And flashy, the sounds, yeah. the sounds, and the graphics, and there's nothing wrong with it. I watch friends stream Final Fantasy all the time. But I watch for friends me, stream slot machines. It feels like a slot machine. Like that's what it feels like. It feels like I should be sitting in a casino, and it's like a you know one of the bonus games in a slot machine. 
I will say, like watching uh, Mr. Mr. Tarkov uh, stream on on the channel and watch him do uh, his raids. He did some uh, this past Sunday uh, on the channel in my slot because I wasn't able to to stream. Um, but like watching it, it's like I don't know what's going on on the screen half the time because it, it is it's very flashy. So someone that's not like invested in it and has not played it, it's not really a spectator. Uh, it's not spectator friendly for me. Not yeah, having knowledge there's the also a lot of uh, people need to shut effects off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there definitely well, I was, is. I was watching somebody do a boss fight, and it just looked so like just, just so like all the pinks and the yellows and like the bright brights and like I feel like you know what? Just take me back to Revendreth. Give me my gothic landscape. Thank you. That's where I live. Yeah, we need to send you to Ishgard then. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could see it, but that's all aesthetic, right? That's like right. that's like Absolutely. personal preference, aesthetic, graphics, that type of thing. Like, the I, I view that as the same argument of, oh, I don't play. Wow, that's too cartoony looking. Hundred percent. That's more cartoony. Oh no, I think you're out of your damn mind. I think World of Warcraft is absolutely more on the cartoon end of the spectrum than Final Fantasy. And you know what? No. God bless it for being that. Otherwise, it would be an absolute mess at this point. Like, it would be just unbearable to watch and look at because of the art style they chose. It has an infinite more, or infinitely longer uh, shelf life than yeah. something like Final Fantasy XIV does when you try to push the higher end of graphics at the time. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Wow, definitely looks more cartoony, and wow, and and Final Fantasy is going for more of like a, I don't want to say like hyper realism because that's not what it is, but it's more realism it's stylized, more and yeah, and I think that's my problem with it is it, it, it I I'm not a fan of that particular art style. Um, it just doesn't do it for me. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to properly describe but to it. But answer it, yeah, I, I prefer absolutely the yeah. can tell that World of Warcraft, and it should have. Like, it should have been a factor in uh, version one of Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, it was prideful and arrogant to not look at the most successful MMO on the yeah. block at the time and say, what are they doing? Let's try to do I mean, something similar. I mean, let's be real. You don't think Blizzard does that with everything that they go? They oh, go, well, yeah. this is the best thing from this shooter, and this is the best from this shooter, and this one, and... Here's Overwatch 2. Yeah, and we've, we've made that joke on this show. We've made that joke on MMO Bomb. We've made that joke on Game Breaker back in the day where it was like, hey, Guild Wars 2 has this really cool feature. Blizzard fans, you're probably going to get it in WoW in the next year and a half. <laughs> you know, I just, that's just, and that makes sense. That's good business. Yeah. That's good it business. Is. You take the best parts and throw away the worst. Uh, let's uh, move over and take a, a little jaunt. Uh, and look at some Overwatch stuff because those of you maybe looking to work out, um, yeah, right, right. I mean, this is what, what is going on here. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, I want to introduce you to somebody on YouTube uh, named Super Louis sixty four is the name of the. <laughs> Uh, Super Lewis 64 on YouTube. That's Super Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, 64, three words, who made, made his ring fit work as a controller 
for Overwatch. Now, if you if you watch uh, Super Lewis's channel, this is kind of one of the things he does. It's called controller bending, and he just finds ways to program, particularly the ring fit, but sometimes some other stuff in really odd ways to do other things, to play different things, to go do this and everything. So this time it was not only finding a way to make the ring fit indie play uh, first person shooters, which is yeah. the overall goal here, but a, specifically to figure out a way to make it play Overwatch because he's done it for Demon Souls and a bunch of other things, but they all had this reset camera button so you never had to actually use a second joystick to move the camera, technically speaking. You could just mm -hmm. face your character in a direction and hit a Joy-Con button to shift the camera back behind them. Overwatch doesn't have that. Overwatch also has strafing and backpedaling, or you need to turn around and run in the opposite direction. So some additional controls. Well, he figures this out and he gets this working. To move, he has to run. So he's running on a trampoline to, you know, work out the keep, love, keep the knees I safe. I love the ultimate. You're right. He figures out to make the ultimate go off, he wanted to find a reason to put a squat in there since <laughs> Ring Fit looks for a squat. So that's how you trigger your ultimate is your squat. Wow. And then you're using your Ring Fit for everything else. Uh, if you watch this video... He says, so is it a good workout? He says, well, this is me when I started, and it's him in a tank top, and he's standing there with his ring fit. And here's me playing one hour of Overwatch, and it cuts back to him, and the tank top is just drenched with sweat oh from top to bottom. He, <laughs> my favorite moment of this video, Zista, is when <laughs> he queues up for another match, the gates go up, and his teammates start running, <laughs> and all go. he says just is, go. go ahead, guys, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch, catch up because <laughs> he needs a breather and then he starts running he's like that's the part that i underestimated was exactly how much running i was gonna do because overwatch characters never stop moving i thought oh it was incredible God. to watch this though what did you think <laughs> I, like i this makes me kind of second guess uh me wanting uh ready player one to be real right you know, like <laughs> But I think I think my favorite moment of it, like I, yours, was the the clip where he was playing. Uh, I think it was Lucio or or I don't remember. Yeah, he, well, no, that's yeah, at I the remember. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I remember that. My like, favorite one, though. I can't do anything about Lucio. And then when he yeah. played as Lucio, he was like, "Yeah, wall running's really hard." <laughs> yeah. But my favorite was when uh, he was on Zarya and he went to do his ultimate and just squatted, and then it just fired off into the wall and he missed everybody. <laughs> He was like, I didn't take into account how weird it would be to go from a run to a squat like that and have to do it instantaneously. Yeah. So he never yeah. did get a, you know, a strafe or a backwards movement going with it. Uh, he did win a couple matches, though, uh, Indy. He did get some kills. Things started shaping up a little bit. So, I, I mean, anybody wants a good workout. That's amazing. He gives these mods away for free, by the way. That's amazing. Um, so definitely, I'm going to put a link to his YouTube channel uh, in the description on YouTube and on the site uh, on readycheckradio.com. Definitely go give it out. a sub. It's a cool channel. Uh, he's he's one of the better ones doing this type of content, in my estimation, from watching quite a bit of this kind of controller modding and having fun with it and stuff. Lethemir does it with Rocket League, right? He was like, I'm going to make a Nintendo That's 64. That's right there. 
Yes. Guess, <laughs> and the ultimate behind, goes off. But yeah. <laughs> yep. It, but see, I respect anybody who can put physical activity into gaming is that's awesome. I that's I'm all about that because we have you know, our hobby is one of the unhealthiest look at, ones. Look we can at do. him. He's soaked. He is soaked. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> you you tell me that you're not gonna get that kind of a workout if you are constantly moving and constantly like Oh yeah. Can you know. imagine if that was the only way to play Overwatch? I mean I It wouldn't probably... be as popular as it is. One hundred percent it would, sure not, would be not be as popular as it is. I, I just wanna know how how do you how do you play Hammond? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here it is. Okay, guys, go first. I'll catch up. I'll, I'll go first. I'll catch up. <laughs> just tuck your head in and just roll around your house. He is so winded, but he's been just doing nothing but running. Nothing but running. <laughs> Amazing. It's absolutely tremendous. Go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, speaking of Overwatch, uh, <laughs> we we had some nerfs on the uh, PTR or on the experimental. And uh, boom, immediately they were like, yeah, let's just push, the, push those bitches live. Uh, let's go ahead and, yeah. and make those things live. But then they also like threw in a couple that people weren't expecting, Zista, particularly on the uh, Moira and Echo front, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Echo's been a little overpowered for quite some time. So increasing Echo's ultimate cost uh, by 15%, uh, I think is, is much, much needed because... People were gaining that way, way too fast. Not me. I'm I'm not a good Echo player. But people that are good at Echo, way too fast. Way too fast. Uh, Moira's always kind of been, in my in my personal experience, one of the better uh, healers for, like, brawling situations. But when you have characters that are spread out all over the map, not so much. But Moira um, is, is one of the uh, craziest ones. Yeah, charging up Echoes and Moira's ultimates is now going to take a little bit longer. Uh, the Coalescence ultimate cost was increased by 17%. Duplicate's cost has been bumped by 15%. And Blizzard said this, the duplicate ultimate has proven to be more impactful than it's expected and was coming up quickly due to Echo's high damage output. Mm -hmm. So overall, they think those are good changes. Uh, and th those literally were what they were on the experimental for like a week <laughs> like yeah <laughs> they threw them out there they were like you got six days then these are going live suckers they were up there so short that i didn't even know they were up right <laughs> uh I, on what was it uh the start of like last tuesday uh when week three had started for for overwatch uh me and my buddy eric we queued up to to get some matches done he goes, oh, there's a loot box for doing experimental mode. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And like, I forgot about it. And then here they are. They're already live one week later. Yeah. So not uh, even. I think it was five days. So a little bit yeah. of a nerf, I guess. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Uh, Game Rant did a little speculation this week, and I want to get uh, your take on it, your two. Uh, so Overwatch 2 fans have kind of been speculating that Orisa's. Uh, leaked ability could kind of change the way she works overall. Now, where are they getting this? You know, first off, they're they're getting it from one of the the trailers. Um the Reinhardt animated short. Uh mm -hmm. and so there's a kind of a, a gauntlet blade that goes off in there and it's an OR15 that's using it and since she's a more advanced OR15 Maybe we'll get Gauntlet Blade on here. 
Now, they're kind of speculating this could go one of two ways if this happens. This could actually give Orisa a proper secondary weapon or a totally new ability or ultimate. So I'm going to ask the two of you. One, are you going to get... Are they going to get a gauntlet blade? And two, is it going to be one of these two outcomes, or do you think it could be a totally different outcome? Because this would change pretty much from top to bottom the way this character engages uh, when it comes to the the tanking front. Um, I would love to see it. I want to see them... Like the the sword, I would love to see something like you impale the character and hold him above your head for a second and like throw him <laughs> away. That's that's what I would love to see. Um, but who knows? Who knows how they're gonna implement it? That's Indy? a great idea. Indy, you got thoughts? I mean, Mercy does have a secondary weapon, but can we just remember how weak she is, though? I mean, she's. I used to play Mercy when Overwatch first came out, and I would swap between you know, primary and secondary weapon all the time. I don't do that so much anymore because she's not as great now, but um, I don't play Orisa, but to have a secondary weapon be that powerful, I, I don't know. I think that at that point, people might start complaining a little bit. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah, whenever the damn thing does come out. All right. This is going to be fun. This topic's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to Hearthstone. I'm just going to cue that up. We're going to leave it right there because this okay. uh, I do have audio on for you, chat, for this one. I'm just going to say I genuinely wish that my modem was close enough right now that I could pull the plug for this segment. <laughs> Well, the Grandmasters for Hearthstone happened this past weekend. Getting ready for the finals. And, uh, yeah. We had a 2-2 game. Squaring off for that spot in the finals. Frenetic and Biles. Lyles, sorry. Um, And, uh, yeah. And then this happened. You ready, chat? Here you go. We're ready. Like he's getting still just like, oh no! Oh, How can this go wrong? You've not How won do until I die you've in won. This turn? There's a hit. Double prep. Absolutely nothing. And that's just not gonna be enough. Yeah. Oh, Blyze has quit out, I believe. In the most Blyze way possible, that is, I am certain, a deliberate disconnect from Blyze, essentially functioning as a concede from the series, and my heart goes out to him. It's a brutal way to lose the series, but at the same time, it's very cruel to Frenetic, who has to sit and wait to get confirmation from yeah. the admin, I suppose, that Blyze has left the I series. Yeah. Blyze disconnects, slaps that webcam off, and that's that. Frenetic, congratulations on uh, positioning into the finals for the uh, Hearthstone Grand Masters tournaments. Um, look, it's this one. This is one where I can feel both sides. I'm not saying one is right and one is not right. 
uh, for a minute. We'll get to that in a second. I just want to express that I can feel both sides of this, right? I play competitive card games. Now, granted, I am not playing at that level, right? Where I'm playing for a ticket to the world finals uh, or anything like that. So there is that added pressure, that added elevation. We are talking about a gentleman who is 20 years old. So there is obviously some maturity that's still going to happen as somebody hits 20 and grows beyond that as well. All of those factored in. This was not somebody that got massively outplayed. This was not somebody that misplayed very hard and was angry at themselves. This was that situation where all of us TCG players, we've been there before, whether it's Hearthstone, whether it's the Final Fantasy TCG, whether it's Magic the Gathering, whatever it is, we have all been there before when your deck just draws cold and you are never in danger of being in the game because your deck just comes out in the wrong order had just tied it, made it 2-2, final game, and the deck draws cold. That feels bad. I can feel for that. I can feel for wanting to flip the table and disconnect and unplug the webcam. But I can also feel that it that is not the forum that you do that. <laughs> that is not the forum that you do that. Indy, what was your initial take when you saw this in the show notes? So any of us who have played TCG, like you said, if you get screwed, if if your opponent gets some sort of miracle draw, like a one in a million out, it, it sucks. It definitely sucks, especially when you think you have something in the bag, whatever. It's anybody's game until the end. And I feel like, yes, this person is young, 20 years old. There's some maturing that needs to be done, but you're at this level, right? So you have to, you have to take that into consideration that, that you're, you're still under the watchful eye of so many people. And like, what are your chances of getting invited back? What are your chances of getting sponsors? What are your chances if that's your response to having the absolute worst luck. You know what? It is the worst luck. But to take something like that in stride, it would have looked a lot better. Even though you feel like you want to like, you know what? Take it in stride. And then after the broadcast is over, yeah, trash whatever you want to trash and like take it out on whatever you want to take it out on. But um, I think that rage quitting is kind of like a little tantrum and it was not the best choice. It is weird to see Zista, because if you watch the whole match, he does concede a previous match um, through the, the interface, you know, the, the way you, you concede a, a Hearthstone match. So, like, he does that one. I think we're losing Zista. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's a sneaky one. <laughs> sneaky Don't bastard. smile. Sneaky bastard. Uh, he does concede one earlier. And, and so it's like, well, he knows where the concede button is. He knows, <laughs> he knows how to work it, but no, it's just straight DCs. He then tweeted out after that, a little while after that, uh, I want to die. Oh, God. Uh, someone replied saying, I guess there's no words in French for unsportsmanship. You had an incredible tournament, but what a garbage way to finish it. Uh, to which 
he, he replied, sorry to be mad because I lost the most important match of his life. And, you know, again, Zisty's not wrong. At the As yeah. of this exact moment, that was the most important match of his life. Do I think it mm -hmm. will end up being the most important match of his life? Probably not. He's probably going to have many more most important matches of his life. He's playing at a very, very high skill level. Very, very young. Uh, so, but this kind of thing, does it hurt you in the long run? Should there be a punishment for it even? I have seen that speculated about on the internet where maybe Blizz should step in and say, you know, six-month ban, three-month ban, you can't be in the next tournament, What, whatever the punishment might be, if you think there should even be one. I personally don't. I mean... Essentially, yeah, at the end of the day, all he did was forfeit a match. Yeah, I mean, it, it is unsportsmanship, but, you know, like... Uh, what, that, that's no different than Logan Paul running up and going, I got your hat. You know, like, it's it's, it's no different. It's unsportsmanship. You, you, you know, it it makes for interesting news. It brings awareness. It brings attention to it. So to me, it's all for, it's all, it's all good. Um, but I, I definitely understand why people are upset. Jake Paul. Yeah. Sorry. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, the, 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 the Pauls. <laughs> uh, first in chat, bringing up probably suffer more, more likely to suffer on the sponsorship side of things yeah. than on, yeah. on the blizzard side of things. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah. You know, it's it does suck. You know, I, it's like Jason wrote for uh, wrote about it on MMO Bomb and he said before Jason and I hadn't even talked about it at all yet and I went and read Jason's piece and he summed it up the you know the same way I was literally feeling about it. It's like, man, you can feel for both sides of this. You know, if you're if you're just a rational human being, you can feel for both sides of this. There was nothing he could have done to even remotely win that game. That yeah. felt bad. He just disconnected and forfeit. But at the same time, it's probably not the forum to do that in. Yeah. We, we, we're we all going to suffer huge disappointments, right? At all levels. And um, whether that be in pro gaming or in our professional life or whatever, like how you handle these huge disappointments is going to dictate, like, going forward, how you handle the rest. It's, it's not going to be his last. And... So I certainly hope I not. I mean, hope. I do wish him well in the next Grandmasters. No, he's going to, I mean, obviously you'll get over that and you'll get past it. And maybe he'll even look back and be like, man, I wish I didn't do that. But yeah. And like I said, you're, you know, you know, you and I both said it. We're also dealing with a 20 year old. I was, I, you know, I can't say I wouldn't have done the same thing at 20 years old playing at yeah, that level, you know, that's pretty young. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a different level of maturity and he'll get there. He'll get there. Hopefully. We're, I'm rooting for him. Let's let's put it that way. I'm rooting for you to get there. I'm rooting for you to get there. Uh, on the Hearthstone front, the mini set is live. Zista, you want to give us the rundown of uh, everything you're enjoying, even though you said you weren't going to enjoy it? <laughs> I mean, what? It's it's 66 cards, I think, with 40 or with 40. Wow, with four legendary cards in it. Uh, I haven't looked at a single one of them. All I know is I logged in. I saw that I could buy it with gold. The bottom, I got a bunch of achievements, <laughs> and I moved on. Um, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't play constructed very much. Uh, I do my five wins every month, get my card back, get in, get out, get done. Uh, what I am interested in is the battleground updates. Personally, they added two new heroes. They added a, a new card to the minion and they made it. So quill are no longer guaranteed in every single battlegrounds match. 
So I think Yay. a lot of people are going to be a little relieved, uh, relieved to hear that. So what do we got coming up? Um, we have, so we we also had the uh, the book of Mercenary, mercenaries uh, Zarelia or Zarella. Um, her little story dropped. Uh, I think it's she's a mage or priest. I don't know, one of those two. Um, <laughs> what is priest, I think. It's a priest. Yeah, priest. Um, I don't know, because I, I finished, I did, because we were talking about it. It's like, do you do you ever do these? And I'm like, I do. Yeah. Um, just kind of, I do them not when they're released. I kind of do them at my own pace. I did finish the Warrior one that was just before this one. That one is completed for me. Um, and right now I'm locked in the middle of a previous one. I'm like three into like something that came out months and months and months ago. Um, so I did not get a chance to start on Zarella uh, yet. So that's why I said I don't remember if she's a priest or mage, but I'm, I'm about 90% sure she's a priest. Um, and then I know coming up we have um, Guff, which was uh, the 15th, I think it is. Yeah. And then the, the following week after that, the 22nd, we're going to get Malfurion, which Malfurion is a druid, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Zarella is really? absolutely a priest. 100% mm-hmm. a priest. Okay. Uh, last two <laughs> things, then we'll hit Lorelai's and we'll call it a day. We do have E3 coming up. Now, Activision Blizzard isn't going to be like big marquee speaker, but we do expect them to be present there and make some announcements or have, share some news because they are slated to uh, have some stuff at the Summer Games Fest too. Jeff Keighley's thing running like concurrently with E3 and kind of meshing with e3 but not meshing like i don't know i feel like they're sleeping together but it's not public yet like i feel like that's oh i feel like that's oh. the relation oh, they haven't made it facebook official yeah they haven't exactly exactly <laughs> if if e3 and the summer games fest posted status is uh on their relationship it would it would be it's complicated um but any guesses? Do you think we're going to hear anything Diablo 4 related, Overwatch 2 related? You know, maybe they're just going to stick to the mobile side of things. What are you guessing, Indy, that we might hear if we hear anything? I'm hoping some, maybe some Overwatch 2 um, because I've been getting back into Overwatch and that would be my preference. But I know that, you know, you, you Diablo hounds over there probably want to hear something about Diablo Immortal. I would be opposed to Overwatch 2. I told you, I'm looking forward to the PvE stuff. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, there's PvP in this menu. Oh, bad storms. I disconnected. Oh. <laughs> oh. Zista, are you in yet? First, we should check. I'm going to guess no. That's going to no. be my guess. No. Nope. No. <sighs> many, many weeks. Think we're going to hear anything? And if so, what? Um, I, I definitely think uh, Diablo Immortal. I'd, I'd like to get that taken care of first and foremost because i think if we get like diablo 4 before we get diablo immortal for example which i, I definitely not the case I, I, no would, no way that would hell. be awful yeah i know that would be awful um but no i i want to see diablo immortal um i genuinely think people will enjoy it if they can get past the fact that it's mobile um I, i'd like to see more stuff announced for the switch um there, there is a the uh, the big rumor that the Super Nintendo Switch, the uh, the uh, upgraded Nintendo Switch, will be announced uh, right around E3. If that's the case, then maybe we'll get an announcement that uh, uh, Overwatch 2 will actually be able to run on the Switch, depending on its specs. Um, but we'll have to see. 
Oh, well, if we're talking about everything at E3, there better be some playground games. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about everything. I'm just, I just meant like if Nintendo does release their Super Nintendo Switch, then we'll we'll get Overwatch Two on the Switch. Just saying, Fable Four. <laughs> you and Fable. Uh, last little update for you. Hey, if you've wanted this for a while, you are all set. Battle.net is now global as far as the friend list goes. You can add friends across Europe, the Americas, and Asia. They're all merged onto one global friends list so that you can chat and see what all of your friends all over the world are playing. Create groups and, and do it all. So if you've been waiting for that, there you go. Just kind of like all of a sudden, hey, have this. Have this. Did they increase the amount of friends we can have? No. Nope. So I know. So if I had a if I had two hundred friends on North America, and I had two hundred <laughs> friends on EU. <laughs> you don't have yeah. two hundred friends. But you don't have. I have hundred. I have hundred and ninety eight on my friends list right now. Um, I'm looking at it, but like you so can if I had delete on them America, once they deliver your gold. You know that, right? I, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I've never, never done that. Um, but no, but I'm saying if you have 200 on, on North America, EU, uh, 200 on North America, 200 on EU, what happens when they merge them now? Do you just you lose 200 friends? You lose. Like, how does that <laughs> Andy, work? You're going to have to cut a few loose. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. <laughs> like, like, genuinely, how does that work? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Well, no. You, you do you have an EU account? I mean, I have an EU Hearthstone account that has zero friends on it. It's not going to merge those. It's going to take your your US account can add new people. It's not going to merge your personal. You know what I mean? EU I and US that was account. The point of it, it merged the the account. Yeah, lots no, of people that, replying on Wildhead saying the same play. thing, that they need to increase the caps. Also, they need to remove the yeah. restriction of not being able to add friends from other realms. There's no reason not to. I shouldn't have to add them on Battle.net just to PM them or group with them. Mm-hmm. So. It, like, it's just it's ridiculous to me at this stage of the game that we have a friends li list cap at all. Like I could get maybe if the cap was was like five hundred or a thousand or something like that, but like this day and age, Steam doesn't have a friends list cap. I can add every single person in the entire world on my friends list if I wanted to, but yeah. for I, I wouldn't. But but I'm I'm locked at two hundred friends on on Battle.net, and I don't play Call of Duty. Can you imagine if I played Call of Duty? Like I would have no room. Oh, you'd for have friends less. There. You'd have less friends. Oh yeah, you'd yeah. have less friends because you just true. yeah you're you're awful burn. You gotta go. You gotta yeah. go. <laughs> you gotta. But, you go. know, like having having Call of Duty on there alone. You know, like that. If I was to genuinely play that, I'd probably have thirty to fifty people dedicated to that one game that I played that I met along the way. You no, know, I still have friends from playing Diablo on here that I, I I chat with every once in a blue moon that I've played nothing but Diablo with on here. And I know I'll be playing Diablo 4 with them. So it's like, I don't want to delete them because I haven't played Diablo. Like, I added them back in, like, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, like, you know, right around that era. But now with D4 coming out, it's like, I don't want to get rid of these people because when I go to play it, I'm going to want to play with them. I think but I have enough people. I have Hearthstone people. I have WoW people. You know, imagine, like I said, imagine Call of Duty. Just adding more of these games, Heroes of the Storm. Like, I have people from that on there that I probably should get rid of because I probably won't be playing that anymore. 
enough people cry about it, they will increase the cap. I think they're going to have to. Let's slide over and do Lore or Lies. I was timed out. I can't do it. Yeah, you're timed out. You're timed out, buddy. Shadow did that at the beginning of the show. I just hadn't had a chance to do it yet. So, Shadow King, there you go. Redeeming your channel points. Uh, this is the segment of the show where we give you three statements about World of Warcraft lore supplied to us by our resident lore keeper, Lil Missy. You can follow her on Twitter right there, Lil Missy4205. We much appreciate and love her for doing this. She gives us three little stats or three little sentences, one of which has a falsehood in it. Could be small, could be big. It's up to you to find out which one is the lie and let us know in the comments on YouTube or on Ready Check Radio which one had the lie and what the lie was. Did you notice the small lie in last week's third statement? It was that the House of Ritual, it was the House of Rituals who offered the anima. We mislabeled the house. So let's start this week's. You got to tell us which one contains the lie. I'll go first. Zista will go second. Indy will go third, as always. Here we go. Continuing with our Shadowlands main story, the Maw Walker meets with Plague Divisor Marilith at the ruins of the House of Plagues. After adding the seven more ingredients, it is presented to Margrave Stradama, but she has been transformed into a monstrous slime creature. Uh, Margrave Stradama recognizes Plague Divisor Marilith long enough to tell him to forgive himself. She is lost. Uh, but he must endure before she sinks back into the ooze that covers the former House of Plagues. As the Margrave disappears into the slime, the Rune of Insight appears. Plague Divisor Marilith agrees to join the House of the Chosen, anything to help his favorite apprentice. One of those statements contains a lie. Can you tell us which one it was and what the lie is in the comments below? We'll see, and we'll find out if you get the answer right. Maybe we'll put it on next week's show. Now, speaking of next week's show, that'll be Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, as always. But make sure you check in on readycheckradio.com because we've got shows running Thursday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. for the Relic Grind with Final Fantasy XIV and Square Enix content and Gaming Gumbo on Saturdays with just a general weekly gaming wrap-up. We'll be talking, of course, night one of E3 this week with one of my co-hosts, Jason Winter, who also just happens to be today's streamer after the show. So chat gets a special treat. Hang out. Make sure you don't go anywhere once this show's over. Jason will be going live. What's up, sir? Man, there are days when I'd like to just sink into a pile of ooze myself. I, right? I know how it feels. Sometimes yeah. it sounds good. It sounds good. Also, by, by the way, uh, the amount of friends you can initially have on Steam is 250. You get plus 50 for linking your Facebook account and plus five for every level you earn. So not everybody in the world. I guess uh, I guess Zista is wrong. Zista is wrong. But so. but at it the end of the happened. day, he could have more Steam friends than Battle.net friends. So I do. That's true. Even at the start, even at the start, you get more. Yeah, even at the start. Yeah. What are you streaming today, sir? Uh, I'm doing something I've never done on Ready Check Radio, which is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, we are not doing hot tub streams, Jason. Nice try. <laughs> That's not. next week. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. It's already next week. No, uh, Total War. Hey, oh, all right. How about that? I actually a do that. A specific yeah. one or like the, the original yeah. Total War? <laughs> Going to go way back and do the first What is the one. original Total War, Mike? Tell me. Uh, isn't it Rome? No. No, it's not. What is it? 
Shogun. It was Shogun. Okay, I couldn't remember if Shogun was first or not. I thought. But anyway, I'm doing th- I'm doing three kingdoms. Just started the game last night, so I can just get a couple turns in to make sure I'm not going to be completely out of my element, forget how to do everything. But I think I'm in good enough shape, and I'm going to basically kill everyone. Oh, Rome was three. Ugh. Man. Rome was yeah. Medieval was two. All right, three kingdoms. Chat, hang out after the show here. Do a little post show, and then we'll go dark for about 15 seconds to relabel things correctly for Jason, and then we'll come back. We'll be back here, of course, next Tuesday. Until then, Indy, where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on Twitch at Indy Garona. Um, this right here, somewhere down here, is the name you can find me on, but also Twitter. And I have started a TikTok thing, so if you want to find no. me over there, boy, there's some kind of ridiculousness over there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Zista. I, I, I may have seen a few of those that she put on her Facebook. Um <laughs> you you can you can find me down below at uh it's Zista on Twitter or it's Zista on Twitch. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and we'll tweet at you every time we're going live with a podcast or one of our many volunteer streamers who I love very much. Thank you. Goes live with a game of their choosing. Until next time, stay safe. And we'll see you out on the servers. Really good.